This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. Wash my hands of this weirdness. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is a Tuesday, June 16th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity. I am your host, Christian Phoenix. I am joined by my co-host, Tony Sanfilippo, and we sent out the search party yesterday after the show and safely recovered Ryan Wink. How are you guys doing today? I'm doing well, man. It's good to be here. Tony, Christian, good morning, guys. Morning, Ryan. It is also good to be here. Uh, sad it's I only get to be on for the first hour, but happy to be here nonetheless. So always good always good all right let's start things out the way i do every day i uh, ask you guys a question and see if we can ramp it up a little bit with a new story that i came across what sort of uh, legal uh, defense sort of legal action would you foresee yourself representing yourself for that old uh. jaywalking ticket <laughs> <laughs> I like it. That's Fair a good enough. one because yeah. it's, it's a tough question. Gets the uh, the old brain juices flowing in the yeah, morning, right? Because I wouldn't be able to wait for the uh, cross examination. Oh, that's <laughs> starting early. Might as well pull it up. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Tell? Uh, uh, well, I would used to say it would be for uh, public urination because that <laughs> was the only time I got in trouble with the law outside of a speeding <laughs> ticket. So. Uh, and I just watched uh, How I Met Your Mother uh, episode where uh, Lily got popped for that. So, and Barney did too. So, like that would be me. That would probably be the one. You're, you're in trouble. Ah. You're in. You're gonna have to. <laughs> All right. So let's flip this around. What sort of case would you not want to represent yourself for? Murder. I always feel like these these murderers who try to represent themselves. Never goes good. Might be some sort of maybe it's because they're sociopaths, inflated sense of self. But no, it just never seems to work out. No, Tom. Yeah, I agree with Ryan on that. Uh, not that I would ever murder anybody. Oh, well, that's I good. Did, I sure as I sure as hell wouldn't. Uh, I sure as hell wouldn't represent myself. So. <laughs> this is your alibi going out in the public and saying I would never murder yes. anybody. I would never murder anyone. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, you're almost along the same line. So, a former Baton Rouge automo- 
automobile dealer accused in the 2015 murder for hire of his ex-wife has told a state judge he wants to fire his attorneys and represent himself. Hamid Gassemi, 69, also is suing those lawyers, Tommy D'Amico and Brent Stockstill, who have uh, represented him since December 2015. Gassemi, who was in court Friday, says he is unhappy with the representation provided by D'Amico and Stockstill and wants monetary compensation from the lawyers for fraud, lost wages, emotional distress, and (laughs) subjection to, quote, euthanasia due to the presence of the novel coronavirus in uh, in jail. In addition to seeking specific amounts in the hundreds of thousands of dollars from both lawyers, Gassemi also wants each of them to pay him $10,000 an hour from December 2015 to April of this year for lost wages, unsold vehicles, and lost profits. $250,000 a day from 218, sorry, from 2018 to this year for, quote, mental pain, psychological tortures, and mental distresses. $275,000 a day from February, quote, to the end of this action for having to deal with the stress of possibly dying from the coronavirus and 200000 a day from February until the end of the pandemic for, quote, subjecting him to euthanasia as a sick old man with diabetes and suffering psychological torture. So, uh, yeah, you know, I would say somebody who's accused for murder of hire, murder for hire doesn't seem unreasonable at all, right? Not in the least. I I want a toilet seat made of solid gold. Sometimes it's just not in the cards, baby. (laughs) (laughs) It makes you wonder what these people are thinking, you know, that, uh, okay, not only do I feel that I'm not guilty, but uh, now I want compensation at way more than any lawyer would ask for. You know, it's like the guy that we talked about, uh, I think it was last week, who's suing uh, Apple for $2 trillion. Yeah, he's totally going to win. I hope he represents himself, make a solid yeah. case. Yeah, he sounds reasonable. Yeah. Totally. And moving the goalpost a little bit. Just a little bit. And in this case, I hope that those lawyers who obviously practice law for a living uh, would turn around and s- countersue him if he loses this and takes him for everything he owns because, I mean, that is just unreasonable. No. Yeah, it sounds like he's got a real killer case. See, I go away from the board, and here comes Ryan with the pun. All right, guys. Well, let's talk about this show this Tuesday. Oh, it's going to be one of those where my brain is going faster than my mouth is. It is a Tuesday. Let's talk about it. This is Taco Tuesday. We have a wonderful show lined up for you. We have Rank It with Ryan, where he goes through a list of top ten, whatever it might be, and Tony and I take turns guessing we have passive aggressive corporate speak we've all worked in those work environments where uh, you know there's certain things people say that definitely mean something else our call in topic today is greatest sports movies no reason those phone lines shouldn't light up it is a wonderful call in topic today we have father's day gift ideas father's day is sunday and uh Obviously, uh, there is still time to get gifts for your dad. We have This Day in History. And coming up next, we have Tony with the Entertainment News. Folks, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now, back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Tuesday, June 16th. Now, we want to hear from you guys. That's why we have set up a a 24-hour-a-day, 7-day-a-week voicemail line called the Phoenix Line where you can call in about any topic we're talking about. You can check in. uh, You can rant, rave. We don't care. We just want you to call and keep it entertaining. That number is 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. We will compile all of those together, put them out in a future show as we did last Friday. Well, we are into the second segment of the show. And as always, that means Tony's here with the entertainment news. All right, today's news is a busting reunion through the Star of Wars with appearances from Star-Lord, Odamarian, Garth Brooks, and Volbeat. This is the news. Ghostbusters reunion that happened yesterday on Reunited Apart. So uh, that's uh, uh, they put together a reunion special on Josh Gad's Reunited Apart YouTube show for a special occasion, raising funds for Equal Justice Initiative. Gad gathered the stars of the 84 Supernatural comedy, so they had Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Sigourney Weaver, Ernie Hudson, and Annie Potts, plus the film's director, Ivan Reitman. There was appearances from uh, Jason Reitman, and basically it was just 35, 40 minutes of just asking questions on Ghostbusters. So if you're a big fan, it was definitely worth a watch. Um there was some surprise appearances, but sadly, there was no Rick Moranis oh. to spoiler alert. Like, he never appeared. So Yeah, I didn't get a uh, chance but, to watch it last night, but uh, I was I was hoping Rick Moranis would show up. Yeah, he did not. But it's interesting to see what the Ghostbusters look like uh, during quarantine time. <laughs> um, it also, it was announced yesterday that the Ghostbusters, the original 84 movie, will be coming back to theaters for the 35th anniversary uh, this October, and they're going to have a new intro and some interviews, and I think there's going to be some hype for the third Ghostbusters that'll drop in March. So nice, um, a lot of a lot of good stuff if you're a Ghostbusters fan. Yeah, I'll definitely uh, check that out. Moving on from the busting of ghosts to a Star Lord story, it uh, looks like Guardians of the Galaxy three will probably probably be I can't read today either will be the last volume with the current team. So James Gunn has confirmed that Volume 3 will probably be the last entry that he directs and the final one with the current team of space-facing superheroes. Screen Rant reports that Gunn, who helmed the first two Guardians, hosted a Q&A with fans on Instagram over the weekend, and he suggested that a fourth would likely be piloted by a new filmmaker and a new roster of Marvel characters, if that was to ever happen. So this is probably the last of Peter Quill, Rocket, Groot, Drax, Gamora, Nebula, and Mantis, um, and uh, uh, Karen. Uh, wow, Gillum. I'm skipping ahead here. <laughs> Gillum, sorry. Um, she ne- she uh, plays Nebula in the MCU. Claimed that this script is the best of the trilogy. So if you're a fan of the Guardians films, it sounds like the third one's going to be probably the best one, and I'm excited to see how that shakes out as a fan. Yeah, it's uh, there's some of my favorite Marvel movies. James Gunn is a fantastic director. You know, has a great sense of comedy and action, and obviously the way he incorporates uh, music into it is amazing. Um, 
sort of a side tangent, uh, we watched Stuber last night, which had both um, you know Dave Bautista, who played Drax, and Karen Gillan, who played Nebula, and then also uh, Kumail Nanjiani, who is now going to be in The Eternals coming up for Marvel. And so it was fun seeing them together, and it was a pretty funny movie. It's funny that you mentioned Camille. He actually was one of the surprise fans in the uh, Reunited Apartment. Oh, no kidding. So it's kind of funny. Yeah. All right. So uh, going on from one galaxy to the next, Star Wars Celebration is canceled this year. So if you were planning to attend, unfortunately, it is canceled, and it's not set to return till 2022. Interesting. Uh, for the first time since its inception in '99. Star Wars Celebration will not hit hyperspace in Anaheim as scheduled. The news was made that Star Wars Confab has been canceled due to the coronavirus pandemic and will return in 2022. The cancellation of the event, which was slated for August 27th through the 30th, was announced on the website at Star Wars Celebration. The health of our safety fans, attendees, exhibitors, guests, and staff is always our number one priority. Due to the global COVID-19 we have decided that it would be best to cancel the celebration for 2020. No reason why they pushed it all the way to 2022, but if you were a Jedi Knight and you already purchased your tickets, you can get a refund, or you can hang on to those tickets for August 18th through the 21st of 2022. If you really want to hold on to it that long. So um, kind of a bummer news if you're a big Star Wars fan. I've never gone to one, so I've heard they're a lot of fun. I haven't been to one either. I've been actually no. near there when one was going on, but uh, never been to it. Well, that's it's always good. Um, in other Star Wars news, it's a video game version of it. Star Wars Squadrons officially was revealed yesterday, and uh, it has been announced as a first-person space dog fighting game set after the events of Return of the Jedi. It'll be out on the PS1 or PS yeah, PS1. Wow. <laughs> PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Surprisingly, not the Switch. Um, it will be it will be released for $39 on October 2nd, which is not bad considering uh, EA usually gouges you yeah. for games. But uh, developed by Motive Studios, the game will include both a single player story and multiplayer modes that can be played in VR on PS4 and PC. Uh, the trailer is now available. Um, and basically just to stretch the entertainment time a smidge. Um, Squadrons uh, features a single-player story mode set after the Battle of Endor and the destruction of the Death Star 2. Alternating between two customizable pilots, the story will feature brand-new characters and cameos from familiar faces. So if you're a Star Wars fan, uh, the game looks sweet. If you were a fan of the old... uh, Nintendo 64 uh, Rogue Squadron games. This looks to be in the vein of that. So Yeah, I used to have that game. It was so much fun. It was, uh, you know, exactly that, sort of an open world, dogfighting. Um, you know, i fan of, you know, any of the flight simulator, simulator dogfighting type games, but uh, the fact that it's a Star Wars game with, you know, uh, uh, ships and, and characters that you're familiar with, uh, sounds like it should be fun. Yeah, it looks awesome. Um, moving on, Poe Demarion, he who flew in their most recent Star Wars, will actually be in a new movie. Uh, he's going to star in a thriller, London, from director Ben Stiller. So um, this is kind of where the entertainment news gets stretches for positivity there. Um, <laughs> he'll, he'll be just in a movie. It's uh, The project was first identified by Isaac. He obtained the rights of producer under his Mad Gene Media banner. 
and Stiller will be there. Um, London is based on a new short story from crime author Joe Naseb through details about the plot are being kept under wraps. So Now, has Ben Stiller yeah. ever directed a drama or a thriller? I, obviously, he directed Zoolander and, and uh, a number of other movies that you know are sort of his brand of comedy, but um, it'll be interesting to see a Ben Stiller-directed drama. Yeah, he's he, apparently he's coming off uh, directing the miniseries Escape from Dana Morov, which he was nominated for an Emmy. It okay. was uh, it work on Apple TV. So interesting. Yeah, I've heard good things about it. Haven't seen it yet. Yeah, speaking of Apple TV, if you guys get a chance, watch the Beastie Boys story. That was a freaking great, like like documentary event type show. It was awesome. Is it a docu-series? Is it like multiple episodes? Or it's, is it... it's just one long, it's like a movie, but uh, it's two of the surviving members of uh, Beastie Boys, and they go all the way back to their beginning, and they basically tell their whole story chapter by chapter in a big live crowd, and then they show a lot of old videos when they got with Jet, Def Jam Records and Russell Simmons. It was awesome. Definitely worth a watch. Even if you're not a fan of the Beast, what is that on? Uh, Apple, it's on Apple TV. It's one of their original. Apple TV Plus, yeah, yeah, cool. DM my buddy Ryan, please. <laughs> DM your login, <laughs> Ryan. If you've purchased an Apple product any time in the last, I don't know, six months, a year, you should be able to get it for free. Oh, sweet. Yeah, so awesome. worth, worth checking into. There's a lot of great content on there. Uh, C is a fantastic show. Uh, stars Jason Momoa. There's an M Night Shyamalan show called Servant, which is, uh, you know, it's M Night Shyamalan in the good side, not the t- like the terrible movies that he did. Uh, and there's a fantastic comedy from the creators of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia called uh, Mythic Quest: uh, Raven's Banquet. Nice. That's crazy. Should be good. Uh, moving on from movies to music, we don't usually cover music here, but uh, Garth Brooks is going to be holding the concert that's going to be played at 300 drive-in theaters in June across the country. Brooks announced the June 27th concert event on Thursday. The concert will be created in Nashville, Tennessee, and tickets at each showing will be limited. Tickets will cost you only $100 per passenger car or truck. That's so- it. Yeah, that's it. No big deal. If you want to watch old Garth sing some songs on the big screen, Chris Gaines songs omitted. There you go. So tickets will be on sale June 19th on Ticketmaster.com. Garth Brooks, look going to your local drive-in theater near you. Shut up and take my money. <laughs> Speaking of music, last story of entertainment news before we get to the birthdays. Members of Anthrax, Volbeat, Suicidal Tendencies team up with DMC for a charity recording. Anthrax d- drummer Charlie Bonante, I screwed that up. Way to go, Tony. Actually, you got it right. Up with, did I? Yeah, for once. <laughs> oh, for once, wow. I didn't Filippo it. He teamed up with Daryl DMC McDaniels for a new charity single. The recording features Volbeat guitarist Rob Caggiano and Suicidal Tendencies bassist Rod Diaz, and it's compro- comprised of a medley of different run DMC songs. I always wanted to do a medley of run DMC songs, says Bonante. So back in March, I decided to put an arrangement together and ask these amazing people to be a part of it. You can download the track, which is titled CB's Run DMC Jam, now via Bandcamp. Proceeds will be donated to the Music Unites Music Education Program. 
McDaniels, meanwhile, recently teamed up with Fever 333 for a remix, remix of the band song Animal. And that's it for your entertainment news on Tuesday, June 16th. Now it's birthday time. All right, all these cool kids' birthdays today. It's Abby Elliott, who is a TV actress, former Saturday Night Live alumni. She's 32. Lori Metcalf, uh, Jackie and Roseanne, and the voice of Andy's mom in Toy Story is 64. John Cho, the MILF man, or um, Harold from Harold and Kumar, is 47. And he looks like he's 37. Way to go. Phil Mickelson, golf player, is 49. Um, MC Ren is 50. He's a rapper, if you don't know. And then two heavenly birthdays today. The ultimate <laughs> warrior. He's 54. He was 54 when he passed away in 2014. And then Tupac Shakur. He could still be alive. Who knows? I have not <laughs> seen new music in a long time. He passed away at age 25. Today is Tupac's birthday. Tupac, the ultimate warrior. There wow. you go. Perfect. It's also, Ger- it's also Geronimo's birthday. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> and that's the birthdays and your entertainment geeky news today. Folks, when we return, we've got Rank It With Ryan. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in a few. Unable to listen to the whole show? A recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now, back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is a Tuesday, June 16th. Now, we are all over social media. Many of you are even watching us on Facebook Live or YouTube Live as we speak. We are also on the AUN TV network, 15 stations across Northern California and Northern Nevada. But if you want to get a hold of us on social media, you can do so. You can get a hold of me at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, radio, of course, with an R, or on Instagram at Christian Phoenix. Tony's available at facebook.com forward slash Tony.sanfilippo. That's S A N F I L I P P O dot nine four or on Instagram at Tony.SanFilippo81. And Ryan is available at Facebook.com forward slash Ryan.Wink, or on Instagram at NamesWink. Now, it is Tuesday, and as we do each and every Tuesday, we have Rank It with Ryan. Yes, it is that time again for Rank It With Ryan. I pull up a random list here of 10 and watch these guys duke it out to try to try to win, try to guess the most. We Let's uh, battle to the death. To the death. <laughs> to the death of deaths. It's real. And, you know, for my geeky, nerdy co-hosts, movie fans, I always – I like if I can find movie um, – based lists i like to find them and this week i've chosen the greatest kids movies of the 1990s 1990s okay yeah the greatest boy. kids movies from the 1990s so I'm feeling confident uh, i think uh, as per usual we go to tony first that we Christian, do you, 
All right. So, Tony, if you want to shoot your shot. I'm going to say Aladdin. Aladdin is on there. That's number five. Boom. Yeah, boy. Look at you, Tone. Right out of the gate. Out the gate. I'm feeling good about this this topic. I it is rank It is ranker, but. Yep. Yeah. All right. So sticking in the vein of Disney movies, I'm going to say Lion King. Lion King is number one. Oh, All right. Hold on. Why I not? Let, let's. You guys, you guys came out, came out swinging, came out hot. And now we're not going to get a single one after this. I'm sure. <laughs> right. All right, Tone. Oh, I'm going to go this. I'm going to go the Sandlot. The Sandlot is also on there. That is number six. Ooh. Surprised it's number six. It's kind of a low ranking, but glad it's on there. Right on. Well, yeah, and, right. That's yeah. Go ahead. And just to tease a little bit further into the show, Sandlot might pop up during greatest uh, sports movies. Right. And you're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> <laughs> Again, along those same lines, uh, in sports movies, I'm going to say Rookie of the Year. Rookie of the Year did not make the top of oh. 10. Actually, did not make the top 20. Ooh. We actually like... did not make the top 30. You're just trying to make me feel worse and worse, aren't you? Uh, is it working? It is. <laughs> I was going to say, hey, at least you had the number one movie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I am going to go to Toy Story, the first one. All right. The first Toy Story is actually number two. Boom! Tony. Tony running away with this one. What what is that at? Is he at three? He's at three. Mm -hmm. You're at at one. Three, I'm at one. And your one was number one. Yes. If it's any consolation. That was a a good one. (laughs) But you could just, right now, you could go two and one. I could. Of course, I have to get one in the top ten. So we've already knocked out four, but that means there are six of them left. Ooh, let's see. Kids movies of the 90s. Let's, you know what, let's go ahead and stick with Pixar. And I'm going to say Finding Nemo. Was Finding Nemo in the nineties? It might have or was been that early two thousand, late nineties, early two thousand. It may have been, may have been somewhere. In there. <laughs> yeah, I think had it been in the nineties, it would be on this list. Unfortunately, that did not make the top ten. Yeah. Uh oh! If Tony gets this one, then I'm falling way behind. <laughs> then you are way, way behind. Um. <laughs> Dang, this is a this is a good one. Um, I gotta say, let's see, '90s movies, kids. Um, damn it, I just blanked on what I was gonna say. It'll come back to me, so I'll go with my backup choice in my head: uh, the original Mighty Ducks. Mighty Ducks is not on the top ten. <laughs> It's number like 16 on the list. It's top 20. It yeah. is top 20. Ooh. So, but, uh, yeah, you're still, uh, you're still killing I the st- game here. I what still is, have a we chance. At? I went three and one now. Three to one. Yeah, yeah, you still, still got a chance, chance baby. <laughs> Let's see. 
I, I may, oh, I don't know if it was like 2000, 2001, or 1999, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Mm. I think I was 2000. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, Christian. I award you no points. <laughs> and may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> I, I remembered the movie I was going to say, and then I blanked. So I'm going to go Home Alone. Oh, why did that dumbass face? What do you think, Christian? You think it's top? You think it made the top ten? It has to be. It, it did. It's number three. <laughs> <laughs> That's four to one, Christian. That is four to one. Um, I'm a '90s kid, baby. Boy, um, I'm gonna say piggybacking on Tony, Home Alone Two, Lost in New York. Uh, that actually is on the top 20, oh. but it did not make the top You 10. get nothing. You lose. <laughs> Good day, sir. So we've got five of the top 10, which means there's five left to go. Five freaking. We've got about a minute and a half before we need to- uh, Ryan to give us the list. So Tony, go ahead and go for it. Uh, Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey. <laughs> Homeward Bound. <laughs> oh, that one's that's probably a good not top one. ten, but it was it's, good. It was a good one. That is a classic '90s kids movie for sure. I'm looking through the list. It did not make the top ten. I'll just uh, throw that just, out there. I just thought of one. That was. <laughs> Damn it! Just thought of one. All right. It's not my turn. You know, I, I was watching, uh, you know, a little more advanced movies in the late 90s. Um, so I'm going to say Hellraiser 3. <laughs> is it top 10? Uh, you know, it's got to be top 20, right? Oh, yeah. It is in the yeah. top 20, but it didn't make the top 10. Oh. Very bad news. We got Sorry, time for buddy. one more? We got time for one more round. Good burger. Home of the Good Burger. Not in the top ten. Oh, damn. All right. For my final guess, I'm going to say... Boy, I'm just blinking. Um, Debbie Does Dallas. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Christian, you just gave up. I'm going to give you no points. (laughs) And may God have mercy on your soul. All right, Ryan, go ahead and take us through. Ten All right, one. number number ten, Hocus Pocus. Oh, oh Jesse's crap. gonna kill me. He's gonna be, she's gonna be pissed at you. <laughs> number nine, Hook. Ah, Hook. Ah, Hook. Oh. Oh. Hook. Looky, looky, I got a hooky. Damn. Number eight, Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, I was even thinking Mrs. Doubtfire. I was like, you know, it's not in the top ten. Tale as old as time. Yep. Oh, that's uh, number seven, Beauty and the Beast. That was uh, 90s? Oh, it was. Yeah, it was. Oh. I was going to say Little Mermaid, six, but... Number six, as uh, Tony said, The Sandlot. Killing me, Smalls. Number five, You Ain't Never Had a Friend Like Me, Aladdin. Boom. <laughs> number four... Jumanji. Oh, oh, the Ridge. Yeah. The Ridge. The Ridge. You know, I've Great. never seen that one. What? Yeah, I've never seen Blasphemy. it. Blasphemy. I will watch it. I've wanted to, but I've never seen it. <laughs> I know who's in it. 
<laughs> all right. And our top three, I think you guys nailed all of these. Number three was Home Alone. Mm -hmm. Number two is Toy Story. And number one, The Lion King. Can you feel the love tonight? Yes. Great, great list. That's great list. That's Fantastic. Fun. Well, uh, Tony is the runaway winner on that one. And uh, sadly, I, I lost badly. But uh, Oh, yeah, Christian. I laid the smack down on your candy. Yes, I did. I did. The 90s elbow on you. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Folks, when we come back, we have passive aggressive corporate speak. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in a few. To join the conversation, call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now, back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is a Tuesday, June 16th. Now, if you uh, missed a portion of our show or want to go back and catch up on any of our previous shows, uh, Tony, I don't think you put us on mute, so uh, we're hearing all your stuff. <laughs> but uh, if you caught... If you got a portion of our show, want to go back? Sorry, sorry. Check out any of our previous ones. You can do so. Head over to americamatters.us, click on the shows and podcasts link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show, get what you need there, or head over to your favorite podcast platform Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, so many more. Be sure to subscribe, leave a review. Tell your friends, as always, sharing is caring. For those of you who are watching us right now, uh, you don't see Tony, but uh, you have heard a little bit of Tony. Uh, <laughs> lost him to the singularity, but... Uh, in I disappeared. Yep. But uh, in any case, uh, in this segment, wanted to talk about, uh, you know, corporate jobs and, you know, the things we have to deal with. Uh, you know, for me, I was in the corporate world for... 17 years before leaving, moving back here and getting, you know, into radio full time. Um, Tony, I know you're sort of in semi-corporate. And then Ryan, um, have you have you ever held a corporate job? Mm, not that I can remember. <laughs> I, well, I don't go with no. I don't envy you in that case. You know, uh, <laughs> a, a lot of crap that you have to deal with in the corporate space and. Uh, it's one of those things where uh, as you, and we're getting a lot of, a lot of Tony noise there, <laughs> but, uh, sorry, the, the mute. And of course now he hits the mute button. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a Tuesday. It's we're having, a, it's, we're having fun. It's Taco Tuesday. <laughs> But when it comes to the corporate world, you know, there's a lot of stuff that goes out in emails or when you're having conversations with one another that are, are very passive aggressive statements that uh, people make to try and be nice, but we all know that they mean something vastly different. For instance, uh, just to clarify. So, you know, if somebody's sending you an email that says, just to clarify, what it really means is I'm asking this question again, simpler this time. So you can see exactly how stupid what you're asking me to do is. <laughs> uh, Tony, have you ever uh, run into that, just to clarify? All the time. Yeah, it seems to be like a constant type of email you read about, as stated previously, or I just want to make sure we're on the same page. <laughs> and there's always weird little nugs, uh, you know, little digs and stuff. So... 
definitely like once again, dummy. Right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, oh. a-hole, I asked you three times to coach him. Why did you not do it? Way to go, a-hole! <laughs> Here's one when you're looking for a job, and, uh, it, I mean, I would agree with this universally from a job ad that says, fast-paced, rapidly changing environment equals completely disorganized. <laughs> Wait, say that one more time. So uh, when a job ad says that uh, the organization is fast-paced and a rapidly changing environment, it actually <laughs> s equates to completely disorganized. Uh, so a nice word, salad. Exactly. That is definitely good. It's, it's, it's really painting a prettier picture than what really exists. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, come here. Everybody's happy. Come join us. It's <laughs> people are rapidly moving on or are they getting promoted they're moving on and yeah well i love when people try to equate it to like an apple or a google type culture where you know you come in you think you're going to be playing uh, ping pong all day and you know when you get there that's absolutely not the case no this this show uh, to, today's show is a fast-paced rapidly changing environment <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good way to put it. All right, here's uh, we come with uh, some dysfunctional days sometimes. We do. That's okay. We we still have a good time. So you got to lean into those. You got to lean into it. Yeah. This next one you know, is uh, so maybe not insufferable, but I absolutely love how quote per my last email is code for. Do you even know how to f and read? <laughs> and I I've used that one. I've used that one many times where, you know, it's people, you send them an email and they read the first line and respond only to that first line. It's like, did you not read through the rest of the email? As per <laughs> my last email. <laughs> we oh. had uh, we had one individual who wrote like this lengthy novel of an, of an email. Like it was a put you to sleep Lord of the Rings extravaganza about chords. Mm. Uh, for the register and, the, and one of the managers when the employee when the person asked the manager did you read it and they're like yeah i read two sentences fell asleep and i was done less is more next time <laughs> at least they were just blunt about it but it was like damn you should have sent a should have sent an email reply like um i'm gonna need you to simplify that things yeah yeah any pull anytime it, i see it. an email like that i I put it off for later, and later never comes. <laughs> <laughs> Here's one I've seen many times. In the email, it says, thank you for your feedback. I'll be sure to keep that in mind. Translating to, your criticism is completely irrelevant, if not flat-out wrong, and you know less on the topic than the back end of a donkey. But I have to pretend like I at least considered your opinions. Wait, you said the back end of a donkey? The Wouldn't that be... An the ass of an ass? Yeah, the ass is ass. That's ass squared. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan, thank you for your feedback. I'll be sure to keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> that was great feedback, Ryan. I, that was very good. I liked it. Oh, uh, yeah. Keep it in mind, please. <laughs> here's one that. I'll keep it at the back in there. Gotcha. <laughs> here's one I've seen a few times. Uh, as previously discussed. As previously discussed, which really means I didn't put it in writing last time because I thought you were an actual adult. <laughs> there's a lot of 
those types, isn't there? Oh, there's so many. As previously discussed, just to clarify, as per like my last email, <laughs> just goes to show the human memory is not good. Or or level or just intelligence just on a broad. I was I was gonna say a lot of ours is they just don't read it because they'll ask you later. So how do you do this or what what's going on with this individual? If you uh, read your email, uh, you would know. As previously discussed, you would know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Here's you one. Would know to check your email. <laughs> With all due respect. Oh. With all due respect. Uh, translates into there's no respect whatsoever. <laughs> that reminds me of uh, Talladega Nights, where he just says, With all due respect, I don't remember the insult he gives, but. He's, he just bashes him. He's like, you don't just get to call me whatever because you say I'll do respect first. He's like, yes, I'll do this. I'll do. That's exactly what it means. I get to say whatever after I say with all due respect. <laughs> that's a great movie. I gotta Such go back a and classic watch movie. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm the best there is. That's all there is to it. I wake up in the morning and I piss excellence. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, baby Jesus. <laughs> Here's one that I think we've all been uh, a little guilty of is uh, while I understand your urgency, dot, 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 which uh, really means procrastination on your part does not constitute an emergency on my part. <laughs> and, oh, yeah, I, I've been guilty of that one in an email. And I mean, I've had people that I've had to flat out say, you know, it's... It, while I understand your urgency, dot, 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 don't procrastinate. While I understand your urgency, I don't care. <laughs> uh, along those same lines, I wanted to follow up, which really means you forgot, didn't you? Didn't you? Am I a joke to you? That's the old uh, Facebook poke. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, I'm still here. <laughs> And I've used that one many times. You know, I wanted to follow up, just following up. <laughs> just just a friendly reminder. <laughs> exactly. Just, just checking in how you're doing today. That's all. <laughs> Circling back with you. I never knew I was a circle back guy until this At last year. We know you're not a nickel back guy, but you're a circle <laughs> yeah. back guy. <laughs> Oh, speaking of, I did see like a post on Twitter. It was like Nickelback was like, if Joe Biden or Trump wins for president, Nickelback will drop a new album. And somebody under it posted was like Jor Jorgensen for POTUS. <laughs> <laughs> How much do you really love Nickelback, Ryan? Just yeah. How much? Oh, as per our previous radio show, um. I'm just saying you you, you on, have man. you have quite the distaste for him. All right, it was ter terrible question. <laughs> next question. Next question. Well, as we head into the break, I'll leave you guys with this one. Something I use often. Hope that helps, which uh, <laughs> translates to Schroeder, Schrodinger's passive aggressive for. Here's the info, but I'm not going to draw you a goddamn roadmap. <laughs> Folks, when we get back, we have our call-in topic. We want you to chime in. We're talking greatest sports movies of all time. We'll see you guys in about seven minutes.
it up. Fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Radio show. It is a Tuesday, June 16th. Hopefully, you enjoyed your long break. I'm joined by my co host, Ryan Wink, and our special guest co host, Billy Galewood. Billy, how you doing this morning? Hey, I'm excited to see you guys. I'm happy to see you guys. Yeah, it's been a few weeks I'm since we've good. had yeah since we've had you on the show. Uh, always a fun time having you on, and uh, looking forward. Yeah, to... Yeah, it's great to have that band lifted. Exactly. You know, he was in, <laughs> he was in show jail for a little while, but. Uh... Nonetheless, he is back. He's and if, if you're not watching the video, Billy's hair is looking fantastic. As a bald man, I've got a little bit of hair envy. <laughs> it is on point this morning. <laughs> on Thank you. I, I call it the roll out of bed and for, uh, uh, look. <laughs> it, it's, I call it the, I live alone and don't have a girlfriend look. It's for a reason. Morning radio hair. <laughs> yeah, morning radio hair. Hence the reason I wear a hat. I know Ryan wears a hat. Yes. I wear a mat. (laughs) (laughs) Well, folks, this is the portion of the show where we we want to hear from you, the listener. It is our interactive call-in topic. Give us a call, 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255, toll-free from anywhere in the world at the end of this segment. And today we're talking about the greatest sports movies of all time. Uh, Tony and I were going through this day in history yesterday, started talking about uh, Ty Cobb breaking records at the age of 44, somehow got on the topic of the Tommy Lee Jones movie, um, Ty. Was it Ty or was it Cobb? (laughs) It it was one of his names. In any case. uh, Was it Corn or was it Cobb? I think it was Corn. What came first, the Corn or the Cobb? Ooh. conundrum but in any case wanted to talk about greatest sports movies of all time put our picks together and want to hear from you guys the listeners during the next segment to see if you agree if you've got any other uh, choices that you're thinking of but uh, let's go ahead and kick things off Uh, mine is going to be one that we brought up actually in our rank it segment as one of the greatest kids movies of the 90s let's give it a little listen yeah, it's easy when you play with a bunch of rejects and a fat kid, Rodriguez. Shut your mouth, Phillips. What'd you say, crap face? I said you shouldn't even be allowed to touch a baseball. Except for Rodriguez, you're all an insult to the game. Come on! We'll take you on right here, right now! Come on! You plan a real diamond porter? You ain't good enough to lick the dirt off our cleats. Watch it, jerk. Shut up, idiot! Moron! Scab eater! Butch liver, pus liquor, fart smeller. <laughs> you eat dog crap for breakfast, geek. You make your weeds with your mama's toe jam. Yeah. yeah. You grapples 
like it. You play ball like a girl. I would beat down somebody for saying that to me. What did you say? You heard me. Tomorrow. Noon. At our field. Get the buffalo butt breath. Count on it, pee drinking crap face. Let's go! Nice. That could mean a lot of things. Some of the greatest insults to fly back and forth in movie history. We're talking the Sam lot. You're killing me, Smalls. Such a great sports movie and just a fun kids movie altogether. The red-haired guy, right? The red-haired uh, yeah. uh, a kid uh-huh. in it. He's like, I don't know, 40 now. He's like my age, and he goes to my coffee shop. Seriously. And so, But he looks just like he did in the Sandlot, <laughs> but 40. It's almost like he almost looks like a garbage pail kid sticker. You know, like it doesn't quite match. Yeah, he Anyways, hasn't he's aged a nice man. day. He hasn't but aged he's, in an odd way, he has. He's like a quarter new, like his age in the rest Sandlot. <laughs> He's like an old little kid, right? All right. He was that kid was in Son in Law too. That's right. Was he? <laughs> yeah. He, I get think, his autograph. I think he has a hot wife. Hey, probably more power to him. <laughs> All right. Our our next one is Tony's Pick, which is a classic starring Charlie Sheen and Wesley Snipes. It's cool, it's overcast, and it's foggy on opening day here in Cleveland. Hello again, everyone. I'm Harry Doyle, along with my good friend and partner, Monty, what's his name, giving a big wahoo welcome to all the Cleveland faithful. Rick Vaughn gets the starting call today. We're told he matured a lot over the winter. Apparently, he's bathing now. Congratulations, Rick. As you know, Monty, Vaughn's been working on a couple of new pitches, the Eliminator and the Humiliator, to complement his fastball, the Terminator. I heard that. Dynamite drop-in, Monty. That broadcast school has really paid off. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Great movie from the late 80s, Major League. Uh, Definitely something that uh, you don't want to let the kids watch. It is a hard R-rated sports movie. But again, just so much fun, so fantastic, and a wonderful, wonderful sports movie. Just, just one in a long line of things you don't well, having to do with Charlie Sheen. You don't want your kids exposed to. <laughs> oh, you don't want him exposed to his tiger blood. That's for sure. <laughs> hey, though, remember, uh, remember uh, what what was that? What was that? That team. That team was amazing. I loved that movie. I just went remember, and then I thought of the entire movie. And I'm from Cleveland, so it was like one of those, like, we had nothing going on when Major League came out. That was a fairy tale. It just, (laughs) you were like, yeah, that was like our Peter Pan. The memories just washed over you, I'm sure. (laughs) All right, and then finally we have Ryan's pick. It's a little bit longer clip, but uh, definitely well worth it. Probably one of the greatest comedy sports movies of all time. Would have been my number one pick, but uh, we'll give it to Ryan. Hey there, Timmy! Holy mackerel, mister. You scared the jeepers out of me. How would you like to take a break from that fine lead-based paint and learn about (laughs) dodgeball? Boy, would I. Wow. Mr. You're in a Chinese opium den, Timmy. This is where the sport of dodgeball was invented in the 15th century by opium-addicted Chinamen. 
back then, the Chinamen threw severed human heads at each other instead of the ADAA-approved balls we use today. <laughs> ADAA? That's the American <laughs> Dodgeball Association of America. Dodgeball <laughs> is played with six players on each team and six rubber balls. The object of the game is to eliminate the opposing players. Once all the players on one team are eliminated, the opposing team wins. Wow! I can't wait to get the fellows together and play. Whoa, whoa! Hang on a second there, sport. Patches O'Houlihan! That's right, Timmy. Patches O'Houlihan! Seven-time ADAA All-Star is here to take you the rest of the way. Jeepers! Really? You betcha, champ. If you catch a ball that's thrown at you before it hits the ground, then the player who threw that ball is out, not you. Plus, another player from your team gets to come back into the game. It's a two-player swing. Gee, thanks, Patches. I can't wait to start my own team at school. boy, Tiger. But remember, dodgeball is a sport of violence, exclusion, and degradation. So, <laughs> when you're picking players in gym class, remember to pick the bigger, stronger kids for your team. That way, you can all gang up on the weaker ones, like Winston here. <laughs> nice one, son. You'll be an all-star yet. Just remember the five D's of dodgeball. Dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge. <laughs> and oh. dodge. Dodgeball. Dodge a wrench. You can dodge a ball. <laughs> and the I... American Dodgeball Association of America. <laughs> and Hank Azaria playing the younger Patches O'Houlihan. So yeah. good. But now we want to hear from you guys. Rich Give us a call. Right now, 844-790-TALK, 844-790-8255, greatest sports movies of all time. When we come back, we will be hearing from you. Folks, don't go anywhere. We'll see you in a few. Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. And welcome back, folks. This is Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is a Tuesday, June 16th, and we are in the middle of our call-in topic, greatest sports movies of all time. want you guys to call in right now, 844-790-TALK, 844-790-8255. Let us know what you think the greatest sports movie of all time is. Before we head to the break, gave you mine, gave you Tony's, gave you Ryan's. Billy, want to hear from you. Uh, what is your greatest sports movie of all time? Okay, well, I'm going to go documentary. Uh, and, and to be honest, it's only the beginning of this sports movie that I find fascinating. It's about Doc Ellis. And what Doc Ellis was, he played, uh, I, uh, I just want to get this right, I think he played for the Pirates, Pittsburgh Pirates. And uh, one day he took LSD and then they called him in to play. And he, he pitched a no-hitter on, on LSD. And it's, it's called No-No. And the first 15 minutes is animated and it's just like his trip pitching this no hitter. And it's <laughs> hilarious <laughs> rationally talking about how he was on acid pitching. And he goes, 
I don't know. You know, I just started. It's a. I can't even imitate it. It's amazing. So all you need the first fifteen minutes of No No, the Doc Ellis story, probably my favorite moment in sports history. <laughs> I'll have to check it out. Was this sort of like Yellow Submarine trippy animation? Yes, yeah, yeah. It kind of goes Yellow Submarine, and then uh, but then it just goes into the documentary, and it give they give you too much too soon. You're like, that's the movie right there. The whole movie could be fifteen minutes. <laughs> I saw that actually. It's amazing. Oh. It's amazing, right? Yeah, I will. Yeah. I will yeah. have to check it out. It sounds just awesome. Yeah. I, I've heard the story. Minutes. I've heard the story. Never knew there was a documentary about it. So, mm. but folks, we want to hear from you guys. Light up those phone lines. Don't be shy. Eight four four seven nine zero talk again. Eight four four seven nine zero eighty two fifty five. Greatest sports movies of all time. While we're waiting for you guys to call, pulled up a list of the 100 greatest sports movies of all time from Vulture.com. And let's see if you guys agree with uh, some of these. Uh, number 10 would be the 1977 movie Slapshot from uh, Paul Newman. Oh, yes. Uh, great movie about the Stanley Cup playoffs and, uh, I mean, just violent and bloody and even more violent. And uh, I, I would agree with that being in the top 10. Absolutely. And there was a, there was a guy there was an old sp- hockey guy that was like known for being like super violent like that too. And there's another documentary about that guy. I can't remember his name, but yeah, that movie's wonderful. That was um that was the ra- he made the dressing. Paul Newman was in that, wasn't he? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen I've never seen it. <clears throat> <laughs> that that dressing guy who dabbled in acting. <laughs> the, the, the dressing guy uh, Newman. Paul Newman. Paul. Awesome. Uh, we do have a caller, so uh, let's go ahead and go to the call. Who do we have on the line? What's up, guys? What's up, Tim? Oh, Nadell. What's going on? <laughs> Greatest sports movies of all time, what would be your pick? Oh, man. I, I love sports movies. Um, I think I can pretty much pick one from every genre, but to me, I'm probably going to say the Rocky franchise. Mm. Now, some were better than others. Absolutely. Do you have a favorite? I'm going to go with Rocky Four. Nice. Okay. Yeah, Ivan Drago, Rocky. right? Yep. Yeah, no. that, that, yes. that's the one. That's yeah. That was my favorite. Oh, his, if he dies, his, he dies. His training regimen in that one. <laughs> well, and it, it gives new meaning to beating the meat. <laughs> mm. Yes. Just saying. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I I even have the uh, soundtrack on my phone, and I listen to it quite often when I work out. So, (laughs) yeah, Yeah. getting stronger. I mean, that's what they yelled. (laughs) What better thing to hear? Well, you know, uh, Charlie Sheen may have tiger's blood, but Rocky had the eye of the tiger. So, ooh, yes, Carol Biaskin. (laughs) Good pick, Tim. We always appreciate you calling in and uh, giving your input. Of course, of course. If if I have to pick pick a close second, probably Soda Dreams. Nice. Yeah, looking over this Vulture list, they did not include that in the top ten, which is very disheartening. Yep. That's very surprising. (laughs) Is Space Jam in it? (laughs) Definitely not the top (laughs) ten. All right, Tim. We'll we'll talk to you later. Appreciate you calling in. All right, thanks, guys. You got it. Thank you, buddy. (laughs) Do dogs really play basketball? Of course. Like, is there a real, is that, or was that all just uh, acting? Uh, have you ever heard of Airbud? Did you say <laughs> That's dogs? what I'm talking about. Airbud. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't really find a dog that did that, right? 
Well, and okay. it, Air Bud had many sequels, and I think his uh, his litter, his children, followed in his footsteps as well. Yeah, because eventually he'd be air dead. Nah. <laughs> Talk about a double dribble. Ooh, hold on. Ooh. There you go. All wow. right. We heard from Tim. We want to hear from you. There's still about three minutes left. Again, 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now, number nine on the list is, uh, I mean, Tom Hanks in his prime, A League of Their Own, also starring Madonna. It was a Penny Marshall comedy. All-star cast. Oh, great cast. Oh, man. I revisited that recently. His, His character is so funny in that. He's a drunk he is a drunk. I did not remember that. Yeah. And he would be like, he just like passed out and then he'd stand up. He'd start to care when he'd sort of no- notice it out of the corner of his drunken eye. Like, oh, they're <laughs> playing baseball. I should coach him. He's so good. Yeah, you There's also, no crying in baseball. There is no crying in baseball. You also had Gina Davis and Lori Petty. Again, all-star cast and just a fantastic movie. Well worth going back to watch. Number eight was a drama starring Will Smith uh, portraying Muhammad Ali, Ali, which oh. uh, I believe won the Oscar, didn't it? I don't remember. It what it won the Oscar for for best film. I thought it was best picture. It may have won the Oscar, but I was an extra in that movie. Were oh, you really? really? I what? Well, kind of. I would check in, <laughs> and then I would leave, and I would go <laughs> home, and then I would come back. And I would sneak back on the set and I would check out. So I'm not in the movie at all, but they had a thousand extras. So I got paid. I got paid about 600 bucks to be in that movie. You'll never find me. Easiest 600 bucks ever, right? Pretty much. Uh, There was one other time, but yeah, that was up. (laughs) We can always count on Billy for a good story. Number seven was The Wrestler, starring Mickey Rourke and Marissa Tomei. Oh, that was good. Directed by Darren Aronofsky. That was a fantastic movie. I want to say that won an Oscar for something as well. Maybe Mickey Rourke for Best Actor. Yeah. He was good in that. He was. Um, He was real good in that. Number six, a movie I'm not super familiar with because it's a little bit before my time, but uh, Pride of the Yankees from 1942, um, talking about Lou Gehrig and uh, you know ALS and basically yeah. the peak of his power and, and all of that, but uh, again, beyond my time. Yeah, never seen it. Uh, another movie that I'm surprised I've never seen, uh, Foxcatcher from 2014. Are you guys familiar with it? You know what? I've never yeah. seen that either. <laughs> no, I have. I saw that. That's Steve Carell, right? Uh, it is, and uh, oh, Steve Carell. Yeah, it takes place in uh, the 1988 Olympics. No, no the, well, that story is crazy. The whole star uh, foxcatcher story. It was a super rich guy. I think he was the heir to the Michelin or the um, the fortune, and he was a super eccentric guy that loved wrestling. He ended up murdering one of the top uh, Olympic wrestlers. That's he shot him. Right. The guy was oh, crazy. Oh, that story. Yeah. Wow. And was Steve Carell the shooter? Steve Carell is the the main guy. I can't remember main... his name right now. Oh. But he good. yeah, that guy is a man, he he killed that role. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't even <laughs> He didn't even that... accidental genius. I that... didn't even know where I was going. That there. was <laughs> unintended pun. All right. And yeah. be- before we get to uh the break, I want to run down the last four on this list. You've got Bull Durham, nineteen eighty eight and Ooh. number four. Yeah. Rocky, as Tim mentioned. Number three, 1976. Number two, uh, Jake LaMotta, Raging Bull. 
that was Robert De Niro's, one of his best performances. That was great. And then number one from 1994, Hoop Dreams, which I wouldn't see as a number one, but it was a very good movie. And wow. Surprised by that. Yeah. By that number one. And that does it for the greatest movies, uh, sports movies of all time. When we come back, we have rundown of Father's Day gift ideas. There's still time. Get your dad something nice. We'll see you guys in a few. Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now, back to the show. And we're back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is a Tuesday, June 16th. We want you guys to call in, not only during our live call-in segments, but any time of day. We have set up a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line called the Phoenix Line, where you guys can call in, chime in on greatest sports movies of all time. You can tell us if we are wrong about something, um, or if, like the first hour of the show where uh, things are just bumbling out of our mouths, you can uh, go ahead and rip on us for that. But uh, that number is 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. Keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together and put them out in a future show. Now, in this segment, wanted to talk about Father's Day. Father's Day is coming up on Sunday. And uh, for those of you who have procrastinated long enough, can't quite figure out what you want to get your dad for Father's Day. I've got a list here of uh, some great Father's Day gifts for uh, the father in your life. Now, uh, I'm a dad, and uh, you know my kids are 7 to 10, and you know I usually get the, the school-made art and stuff like that, which I love. You know, It's always fun. Um, I don't know if either you, Ryan, or Billy, if you guys uh, have kids at all, but uh, you know, do you uh, look forward to those uh, gifts? Or if not, what do you guys typically get your dads? I do not have kids. Uh, Billy? I don't, I don't have no kids. Uh, that you know of. Uh, I, that I know of. I have some plants. <laughs> uh, pretty sure I know where they came from. But uh, get, receiving gifts, I don't really care for gifts all that much. So I'm, I'm really kind of disappointed when people give me little things. <laughs> And, and Ryan, you don't you don't have to give away what you're getting Joe for uh, Father's Day. If it's a nice car, if it's a Lamborghini, somewhere in between. But uh, I know he listens to the show. Yeah, he's actually he called me. He's on his way here right now. No kidding. So yeah, he's like, I'm bringing the fishing poles, and uh, I'm coming. I don't know where I'm sleeping. I don't care. It's awesome. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, just spending okay. time with your dad is a good enough gift. Yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, Usually what I like to do, I usually remember or am reminded or find out it's Father's Day one to two days before. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like yeah, daylight saving time. Right. <laughs> find out when it's too late. Well, uh, yeah. you know, if you guys are still looking for that perfect gift, here's a little rundown. This first one is for all of you. Hey, are you cool cats and kittens? Yes, if your dad is a fan of the Netflix documentary Tiger King, you can get him a truly exotic statue of a gator, yes, a real-life stuffed gator, dressed up like Joe Exotic. Even if he's unfamiliar with the show, his reaction might be worth the money. And it is a six-foot-tall stuffed gator that is wearing a 
bright tiger print shirt, holding a guitar, wearing jeans, cowboy hat, and mullet. And I'm not making this up. This is a real that's, thing that's that exists. That's a gift with teeth. Oh. Wow. Hey. <laughs> if you are interested in that, head over to GatorsGalore.com. <laughs> what does that run? Uh, it doesn't say. It does not say. All right. That's, well, that sounds pretty awesome. Yeah. My guess is it's not cheap. Yeah. It, how does it look? Uh, it looks just about as you would think. And we're going to post these on our Facebook page. So if you guys want to go back and check it out, go to facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. It is about as ridiculous I'm, as you could imagine. Yeah, I might want one of those for the house here. <laughs> um, Ryan, does Joe have a beard or a goatee, anything along those lines? He's got, he rocks the goat. Hey, well, this might be perfect for him. It's called My Perfect Goatee. If Dad insists on wearing the same, same type of facial hair as hipsters, IT workers, and people with round faces trying to look slimmer, the least you can do is make sure he does it right. The goatee saver will ensure that his beard is the true goat, greatest of all time. It is a template that you put in your mouth so you can shave around it to get that perfect goatee. Wow. Yeah. Does that work for the neck, uh, just the neck? Because I got some undercarriage problems with <laughs> oh, my chin. I get that sometimes, you know, where the hair... It's like a grow- two-year-old, Yeah. <laughs> Where the hair growing down meets the hair growing up, and, you know, it's just disaster. Oh, it's just like, yeah. It's like where the Atlantic meets the Pacific. It just is weird. (laughs) This next one is for the golfer dad on the go. Yes, it is the golf club urinal. Mm. (laughs) The golf club urinal will allow your dad to take a swing at answering nature's call, even on the putting green. Even better, dad's playing partners will assume he's just getting his swing in check, not taking a leak in public. And it is, it looks like a golf club. Club, and you... Yeah, yeah, and, you know... (laughs) Wow, you just drop it in, make a deposit. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, some people golf, they they drink a little on the heavy side, and so... uh, Wow. That's, that's genius. It's genius. I, so if you ever see anybody at the bank with a golf club in front of them like that. Like, so, so, you, so you have a, all your regular clubs, and then there's a hole-in-one club. Oh. <laughs> I love it's it. The one. <laughs> all right. From a company called Beer Me, and that's B-I-E-R-N-I.com. A sentiment your dad has probably expressed many times over cold beer is now a kind of cold beer, and it is the F-COVID beer. And, of course, I'm paraphrasing. uh, COVID. Yes. (laughs) There is a line of beer, F-COVID, that, uh, you know, is for the the grumpy dad out there that uh, wants his sentiment sentiment, uh, uh, relayed on the beer that he's drinking. Drinking. Yeah, they're in direct uh, competition with Corona. <laughs> I like it. Hey. <laughs> well, uh, onesies are all the rage, and you can get your dad a bear onesie. No dad won't find this bear onesie humiliating, humiliating at all. Get it for him. He'll dig it, right? Oh, yeah. I, I got onesies in my closet. I have a onesie on the back of my door right now. I think during a future show, you both need to rock the onesie. Just saying. I, yeah. I, I ain't afraid. I think that's under my 
my, my pay grade right there. We have to couple add a couple zeros. Just, sure, no problem. I'll wear whatever you want. That's fun. <laughs> you know, it, it's customary to get your dad a tie or a nice shirt. Well, if your dad seems preoccupied with the coming of the next sexual revu- revolution, this orgy shirt is perfect for him. From far away, it looks like an ordinary pattern shirt, but up close, it's quite a conversation piece. And if you look at it up close, it's you know it's a nice button-down shirt, but there are a bunch of line drawings of the biggest orgy you have ever seen. <laughs> oh, yeah, I have something similar to that as well. Do you really? But I think I gave it to the Goodwill recently, <laughs> just for a little surprise. Uh, yes, it was just, it looked like from a distance, I should have kept it. It just it felt weird anytime I wore it, because it was. It was just line drawings, and the closer you got, you realize it was just a, it was just a maj posh of butts and stuff <laughs> <laughs> I'm to put that the best way I could. here's something for every dad in your life some father's day gifts may seem like they are for dad but really they are for you this helpful sign will let you know when to steer clear it is a yellow uh, sign that you would expect to see when somebody's mopping except for uh, instead of wet floor it says caution deeply satisfying poo in progress just in case you, you want to warn the rest of the family to clear the area for a little while. Deeply satisfying poo. <laughs> <laughs> well, for some dads, that's the only uh, break they get. So uh, they spend their time in this there. This is true. <laughs> Man, my dad could clear a house. <laughs> oh. oh, I hope he's listening right now. Oh, just that heavy protein diet. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> Well, here's a good... It's unique. Go oh, I thought you were going to drop a pun. No. We rely on a lot for those. I Here is a gift that would be perfect for Tony if he were a dad. It is the Darth Vader cooler. Sure, a Darth Vader cooler is a cool Father's Day gift, but be prepared for lots of corny jokes like, Luke, I am your father. Get me a beer. And Which actually wasn't what he said. He said it wasn't. No, I am your father. Mandela yep. effect. Yeah. yeah. Boom. Go back. Mandela. <laughs> Listen to one of our previous episodes. I uh, can't tell you when it was, but uh, yeah, often mistaken. And then finally, before we head into the break, you know, if your dad loves pajamas, well, you can get him custom dad face pajama pants where it's just a pattern of nothing but his face all over the pajama pants uh, for the dad that really loves himself. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. A little cheeky and a little bit fun. Yeah, don't sleep on that present. That's a good one. <laughs> and with that pun... My dad is a huge narcissist, so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with that pun, we are headed into the break, folks. When we come back, it is the final segment of the show, and Ryan is here with This Day in History. Don't go anywhere. Unable to listen to the whole show? A recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now, back to the show. And you guys did it. You made it to the end of the show with us. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is a Tuesday, June 16th. Now, if you uh, missed a little bit of the 
earlier part of the show or want to catch up on any of the previous shows, you can do so. Head over to americamatters.us, click on the shows and podcast link, scroll on down the Christian Phoenix radio show, get what you need there, or head over to your favorite podcast platform, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Deezer, Doozer, Dozer, Gozer, doesn't matter. Wherever you get podcasts, we are probably there. While you're there, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, and tell your friends. As always, sharing is caring. So uh, we have reached the end of the show. It is the saddest portion of the show, but we like to have some fun while dropping some knowledge on you. It is This Day in History with Ryan Wink. Reversing the globe for the stories that turn the world on its head. It's This Day in History with your correspondent on the beat, Ryan Wink. That's right, folks. We have reached the end of the show, sadly. But that means it's time for this day in history where I look back in time and I relay what happened on this day. Let's get into it. Uh, On this day in 1880, the Salvation Army forms in London. You uh, might be able to find Billy's shirt there, (laughs) lines of butts and stuff. Ah, Salvation Army, uh, annoying people with bells during Christmas since 1880. Smells of (laughs) mothballs. Dong, dong. (laughs) Oh, this one is an interesting one. Uh, On this day in 1882, 17-inch hailstones weighing 1.75 pounds fall in Dubuque, Iowa. Wow. I think I, they obviously didn't have cars back then, but think about right. the insurance claims. I immediately thought of windshields. Yeah. Old, winds, old windscreens, as they call them in Australia. <laughs> you would not want to be outside for that. One hits you in the head and you are out. Done. 17 inches? Yeah. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> that's impressive. Oh, the, another weather-related one. I'm going to drop a little hot piece of history right here. <laughs> In 1896, the temperature hits 127 degrees Fahrenheit at Fort Mojave, California. Let's go camping. Toasty! 146? 127. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how you were at 146. 127 sounds hot. 146. 146! (laughs) That's how stories are spread. That's how rumors are spread. (laughs) 232. You got, two degrees three, in? you got two of the three numbers wrong. <laughs> 146. Rub it in, Dad. Thanks. <laughs> well, you guys were talking about going camping. This weekend would be the weekend to do it because next week's going to get hot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, and Joshua Tree. Even hotter. Uh, yep. The desert. Yes, um, all right. Let's. Uh, let's. Uh, I was gonna, I'm going to hit the gas on this one. <laughs> In 1903, Ford Motors under Henry Ford Incorporates. I thought there was going to be, be a pre-pump there, but uh, apparently. Said, let's hit the gas on oh, this one. I thought you said we're going to. He gonna... did what? Let's hit the gas on this one. No. I... <laughs> he incorporated Ford Motors Company. <laughs> oh, okay. He incorporated it. Yes. He incorporated. Oh, okay. Yeah, right? Isn't that always an exciting moment? It is. I heard, let's kick some ass on this one. So, didn't get the free pun. But uh, you know what? I will give it to you after the fact. Hey! Thank you. Thank you. This is a a fly piece of uh, history. In 1909, first U.S. airplane (laughs) sold commercially by Glenn Curtis for $5,000. Nice. There's 
a pre Five G's. Oh, now, five G's, I wonder what that would be. 1909. Mm, today's money? Probably still not enough. I mean, the airplanes that we we deal with are multi-million dollar planes. And, That's uh, right. And again, probably something I wouldn't want to be a part of uh, being a first passenger in, in one of those planes. Oh, in 1909, you wouldn't no. want to be a passenger on a plane? No, I, I picture like the Wright brothers and uh, a passenger plane back in that era where guys hanging on to the wings, right? Yeah, that was scary. And like for for someone named Wright, it looked all wrong. It did. It did. I'll give you that. <laughs> Thanks, man. You know, man, you should just buy a drum set at this point. <laughs> I'm wearing out that button. All right, guys. On this day in 1909, Jim Thorpe makes his pro baseball pitching debut for Rocky Mount with okay. a 4-2 win. This will cause him to forfeit his Olympic gold medals. Uh, I don't know why. Well, for an to be an Olympian, you have to be an amateur. So um, if he is oh. a professional baseball player, he's not an amateur. But if he got the medals before he becomes, a, I, I don't know. Yeah, maybe some weird Olympic rule at that point. Yeah, do you know, do you know much about Jim Thorpe? Not really. He was an American Indian, and he he was just just an amazing, incredible athlete. And uh, my buddy is actually sched scheduled to play him in the movie which Angelina Jolie is making, Martin what? Sensmeyer. No kidding. Who was in the? Uh, yeah, he was in the uh, Magnificent Seven. Yeah, yeah, um, he was the. Uh, he was the American Indian in that movie. Um, uh, what was I, I don't remember his name in that, but he's a, he's a badass. Nice. That'll be well worth yeah. a watch. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's see. Let's keep it rolling here. In 1960, on this day, Psycho, psychological <gasps> horror film directed by Alfred Hitchcock, starring Janet Lee, Anthony Perkins, and Vera Miles, opens in New York City. Wow. That's ooh. Yeah, one of the mm. greatest horror movies of all time. I mean, uh, Alfred Hitchcock's movies as a whole, you know, are 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 top of the list, but uh, that one for sure. And of course, now you go to Universal Studios and they have the actor who plays Norman Bates who uh, comes charging at you out of the Bates Motel. Really? They do. Yeah, yeah. It's a little more interactive wow. than it used to be. What was what was that guy's name? Anthony Perkins. Anthony Perkins. Yeah. And that was based on a, uh, he did some Twilight Zones too, I believe. Uh, yeah, that was based on a true person. Was it really? Never Pretty sure. That. I'm going to look. We're, we're going to fact check <laughs> that. Yeah, man, you couldn't bait me into that motel. Oh. <laughs> you're, you're proud of yourself oh. on that one. Oh yeah, you know it's getting to the end. I'm getting, I'm getting a little cute. okay. I got it. Zany. I got oh. it. The character Norman Bates in Psycho was loosely based on two people. First was the real life murder Ed Gain about the blotch, about whom blotch, whoever blotch is later wrote blah 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 blah, and then some other guy. So <laughs> I don't know. It, I didn't open the page. It's just what it right there. So it was based on two people. You heard wow. it here first, folks. Norman Bates. All right, how are we doing on time? We got time for a few more? Yeah, three and a half minutes. I have uh, some um, some holidays as well. Okay, cool. We'll, we'll do those at the end. Perfect. Uh, on this day, 1965, Bob Dylan recorded 
Like the Rollers. Oh, and with session musicians Mike Bloomfield and rookie Al Cooper, whose improvised riffs on the organ became one of rock's most recognizable sounds. And Rolling Stone magazine raked it and raked it the greatest song in rock history, history, revolutionary at the time for being six minutes long. Wow. Wow. Now, what's Dylan funny didn't. is I don't know if you're getting your list from a different source than uh, I got mine yesterday, but uh, apparently that was also the case uh, this day in history yesterday. <laughs> So I don't know which is accurate. <laughs> Neato. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of history is, history is vague. It is. They just, just pick a day. Well, at this point, we know that uh, you can rewrite history, and that's right. Nothing comes of it. So, yeah, I think I mean I think my source was more reliable than yours. Okay, we'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> my <All right. laughs> my source is better than your source. My source can beat up your source. <laughs> My source was an honor roll student at uh, Moffitt Elementary. Oh, I hate those stickers. My random internet page is more accurate than your random internet page. <laughs> <laughs> All right, about two minutes, Ryan. What else have you got? All right, well, let's, uh, let's go into this one then. Oh, on this day in 1990, you can't touch this, by MC Hammer Peaks at number eight. Oh. I always love how they just they'll throw a random number. It peaked at number eight. I thought it might have done better than that. You can't touch this. With such which a, one? You can't touch this. I yeah. think it's just can't touch this. Oh. Uh, it on my random internet page. It says, <laughs> it says "quote <laughs> the letter U can't touch this." Wow! It also said the Fourth of July was last week. <laughs> Now, I wonder if uh, the follow-up, Too Legit to Quit, fared better than Can't Touch This. Definitely not. <laughs> too too legit to quit, to can't it, touch this? Too legit to... I, there was some sort of hand. And I and hand. I think him quitting after that proved that he was not too legit to quit. Very yeah. true. Yes, I think his uh, hammer pants outlived his legacy. Man, that's right. All uh, right. And... Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Let's do a weird holidays, Billy. Get yeah, we got us. about a minute left. Holidays for Tuesday, June 16, 2020. It's uh, National Bloomsday. We love National Bloomsday. It Bloom's is a celebration Day. of Ulysses and uh, its author, James Joyce. Uh, it's also ah. Fresh Veggie Day. So get yourself some fresh veggies and let them ferment and then drink that and you will get drunk. <laughs> okay. Now, it's also a Wish Fulfillment Day. So get the mm. wishes in. This is the day to talk to God and invisible people that you that live in your head to wish fulfillment by the law of attraction. Or rub that World lamp. Turtle day. It is World Sea Turtle Day for all you sea turtles out there. And um, as well, it is no orange clothes day. We say up yours to orange clothes today because in 1784, when wearing of orange was banned in the Netherlands. Sure. I think we all, we're all uh, subscribing to that. We're all safe. Today. Folks, that does and it for today's show. But uh, <laughs> we will see you tomorrow. Have a great Tuesday.